Damien Lillard. Is that Dame right there? Yep. That's Dame on the track. Greatest huh? rapper and NBA player. Holding two title thoughts right now. <laughs> Shaq is, is crying into a Mai Tai somewhere. This is Dunk You Very Much. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. thank you for joining us. Man, oh my goodness, we're so glad you're here. Uh, this is Taiwan's number one English language NBA podcast. Yeah, and the dog days of summer here. This is it, this is it. Uh, I'm your host, Sam Yarbs, my co-host, Mr. Von Ryan, right here with me. On today's pod, we're going to talk to you about uh, some free agent news. we got some free agent buzz around the league. Still some free agents out there, unsigned, looking at potential destinations. And we're going to talk a little bit of NBA tampering to wrap yeah. up the, uh, today's show. So uh, it's going to be a good one. Some, still some NBA topics, even in the middle of the summer heat, to talk about. Absolutely. This is the time of the year where contenders fill out their roster and have amazing, amazing playoff performances. Like, you look at it. Darren Williams... Looking at Bogut, like players who are supposed to contribute in, in the finals. These players are free right now. Who's going to pick them up? We don't care about bad teams getting slightly better. We don't care if Mason Plumlee mm-hmm. goes to the Hawks. We're looking at which teams can actually make a jump or which players can get paid. I mean, you got to look at both ways. Which players can get paid in free agency? There's still a lot of names left. Not there's a lot of names out there. Yeah, interesting. Not that many roster spots, but there's some names. I think the, the, the beginning and the end of free agency are where you see the most interesting signings. You know, the, in the very, obviously right off the bat, you get the big the big name people getting snapped uh, snapped up, and also some of the best contracts. You know, famously Paul Millsap signing that cheap deal real fast right out the gate. Uh, a lot of guys getting on, on really really good deals, but also these really late contracts where we're going in, um, we're getting started. You know, we're about a month away from tipping off. Our first, uh, our, our first NBA opening game. So this is where you see some interesting signings coming in. Yeah, and won't you, wouldn't you agree that the, the signings get more team-friendly as the summer drags on? Of course, mm. in the beginning, the, 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 the primetime players, the, the, the blue chippers, yeah. they get maxed out. You got blown but out, yeah. as far as the middle class, a lot of middle class players get overpaid. Mozgov, day one of free agency. Ba-boom. 1201, <laughs> even Mozgov, that four-year contract. Like it happens all the time. Yeah. If you wait on this player, he could be there for really cheap. Exactly. One These or guys, two years, yeah. team options. I mean, this is when their agent's talking to him about, you know, okay, have you been to China before? You know, <laughs> whether this time of year in Shanghai. It's looking you can sell nice. a lot of shoes there. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, the teams in Greece don't fly. They take the bus everywhere. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, shit, maybe that veteran minimum looks a lot better all of a sudden. So, yeah, so uh, definitely some interesting takes uh, on the free agent. So, um, we went through. We have the list of some of the of the free agents who are still remaining and, and, and unsigned. And so why don't we go back and forth and just pitch each other some of the names that we thought were the most interesting, and look at maybe some potential fits where we might see them fitting in or what teams the, could benefit from that kind of addition. So who was the uh, who was the first free agent that that struck struck you as interesting? So my number one unrestricted free agent is. Oh shit, we got breaking news. Tony Allen just signed to the, <laughs> the <laughs> Pelicans. Oh, 2.3, $1 million. He was my number one unrestricted free agent. I think he is a player like that who shoots 40% from three. He's a lockdown defender. He's 35 now, so he's, he's only getting worse. He, he shoots what from three? 40%. Tony Allen is a 40% three point shooter? Above 36. Above 36%? On how many shots? I'm rounding it up. On how many shots? He averaged 10 points a game last year. Did he average? Ooh. Did he average ten three pointers the entire season? <laughs> How many shots is that? He's a terrible shooter. I watched him in Boston. He's a ter- I, I, The number blows my mind. A spot up shooter. He's above thirty six. I'm gonna look it up right now, as a, after I finish this point. But he <laughs> he, he is a 
a great three point shooter. A great. A, a great open three point shooter. Great. <laughs> and he's a lockdown defender. I mean, this is the kind of player you need on so many teams. How many players, sorry, how many teams have a point guard who is score first? Your team, Kyrie. Kyrie. My team, Damian. Yeah. <laughs> like, so many teams can use Tony Allen. I can't believe he went to the Pelicans. I think it's a great signing for the Pelicans. Put him next to Drew Holiday. And, you know, he doesn't need the touches. Get him to Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins. He just locks down the other team's point guard, makes Drew Holiday's job so much easier. I think this is a great signing for them. This, this is the kind of signing that blows my mind. This is, really? You know, Myers Leonard. That's interesting. We're talking about years, Myers Leonard again. Three years, $30 million. <laughs> Timothy Mozgov getting salary dumped with... Second with the second overall pick two years ago. Yeah. You know, all these players making money. If you just wait it out a little bit, you can get a Tony Allen. Like I don't know if he's gonna come to Portland, but if Portland gave him four million dollars for one year, like put him next to Dame, put him next wow. to CJ. Actually, put him you know, in that rotation. You have a lockdown defender. I, I love it. I don't know, man. The, the, I, I completely disagree with you on this one, which is, which is <laughs> All right, we're going, blows. we're going to blow. We're going to blow. We're going to blow. We're going to step outside on your, on your Typhoon Rex balcony. Um, uh, I completely disagree. Tony Allen, I mean, we've seen this guy in the playoffs year after year. I mean, come playoff time, this guy is just ignored by the opposite team's defense because his shooting is so abhorrent. And, I, I mean, if, if he is above a 36% uh, three-point shooter, I will eat one of my sandals. That is amazing. Wait, what is, what's the percentage? You're saying he shoots above 36%? I, 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 say, I say above 36%. Above 36%. On how many attempts are we talking, though? This guy is not a shooter. He's a, <laughs> I'm not talking about attempts. He's I'm a, talking about percentage. But attempts at a certain point do matter if you're talking about this two, guy is I'd a say great shooter. You, two a game? Two three-pointers per game. I mean, <laughs> I, I just kind of like, yeah. Two and a half. I'm just I'll watching say, you riddle your own argument with bullet holes right now. Like, this guy is 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 just, a, he, he is a one-dimensional player. He's only valuable on the defensive end. And he is perhaps one of the most valuable defensive players I think certainly would have a role on some teams coming off the bench but he we saw the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs completely ignore him they would hide their worst defender on him he's an opportunity for every team to hide their worst defender he allows you to play those those scoring point guards like Kyrie or Isaiah Thomas without having any concern that he's going to hurt you on the other end um, so I think what he what he gives you in defense, he kind of gives up by being a complete non-factor on the on the on the offense event. Yeah, I mean that's a fair point, and it, it depends what what part of the game you think is more important. Because we have so many all stars like mm-hmm. Kyrie, Damian Lillard, James Harden. Mm-hmm. These guys are just sieves. They're just they're waving the red flag for the bull to run by them on defense. They're just yeah. giving up so many points. Monitor for some defense. reason, yeah, monitor defense, as they say in Chinese. You're a camera monitor <laughs> watching someone go by. For some reason, this part of the game is sort of ignored, and I understand it. Like You just see the offensive teams dominating. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just the way it is. But you do have to play on both sides, and I do think if you put together a stud defensive team, mm-hmm. you could rival the Warriors. Like, you could beat them with a stud defensive team. Probably mm-hmm. there's just not that many great defensive players, and there just there hasn't been a team since probably the Detroit Ben Wallace teams that have been like that great at defense. I think that's fair. I think I, I think you do have a good point there. That in the in that teams are not going to beat the Warriors. You're not going to beat the Warriors by out Warriorsing the Warriors. You're not going to yeah. do what they do better than them because they have singularly the greatest talent at doing that. But um, but I also think that in 2017. 
wing players. He's a shooting guard. You know, he is. He's. He cannot be a small ball power forward. To have no shooting at that at that position is just a death blow. When it allows teams to do too much creatively, defensively, it allows them to swarm and overwhelm. And I think he's an especially bad fit for the Pelicans because it's a team that already picked up Rondo in the offseason. <laughs> like, what is their spacing going to look like? You got these two guys. You're trying to do this nouveau well, twin tower. They can't play together. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, you're right. No, no. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into the Pelicans. The Pelicans are super interested. Their spacing. I mean, their is their crunch time? Spacing's fucked. Is their crunch They're time? You're not going to be. Uh, Holiday, Rondo, uh, Tony Allen, and the two towers because that is the worst shooting. I would take out Rondo. But <laughs> I Sol- would take out Rondo Solomon, into the parking lot. Yeah. Solomon Hill's injured, so you know who do they have to play the three? I mean, if the, this, I mean, this is this is when you know that your general manager is fucked up when you're having the conversation. If only Solomon Hill wasn't injured, then our team <laughs> might have a chance in the Western Conference. Like what? Huh? What's going on? You know, like the and people like them for the playoffs. I don't get that at all. I think only that guy at the at the Portland bar we went to Luke in Taiwan. Oh, it's the only guy I met who liked the, liked them for the playoffs. Um, I think that the grindfather had a few amazing years. Uh, as he gets older, that that peak athleticism is still going to be a lockdown defensive player. He's going to be very very exciting. But but at a certain point, like I agree that the defensive end of the floor is still very very important. That's why I think the best players in the league are two way players. Uh, Kawhi. Uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Paul Ke- George. Kevin Durant, especially. Uh, yeah, Paul George certainly valuable on that end. Um, but if you're just a comp- if you're bringing nothing to the table on the offensive end, and your shooting is so bad that they can just ignore you, it, it distorts the geometry of the floor. Um, so I think that he's. And I, and I also think he would not have been a good fit, fit for your Trailblazers, another team that needs shooters. Um, yeah, it's true we need shooters, but the number is 2.3. That's the number I can't get past. Like, mm-hmm. this is almost the minimum. For the grindfather. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. For a yeah. dude and just come in and just fuck some guy. Like, mm-hmm. Curry's just on fire. It's this Curry night. You, yeah. just, you just put Allen on him. Like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. We'll, we'll play four on five on offense, but, like... Yeah, you got. I, I'm just going to shut down this He's guy. like the fire extinguisher in case of emergency. Break glass. Get this guy out there. Um, so, yeah. so, looking at the Pelicans roster... It is grim. Because you look grim, at Solomon grim, Hill yeah. as, like, you need this guy to deliver. He's getting $12 million a year. He's your only three. And he's out. I think he's out for a while. And then at the center power four position, you have Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins. But you also have Omar Ashik. Alexis Ajinka. Alexis Ajinka. Like, footer, yeah. oh, my God. Like, you have so much money. They have more up. centers than any team in the league. It's insane. And then the roster just drops off after that. Like, yeah. they're paying Drew Holiday at the, the guard position. But Rondo, $3 million. Now we got the grandfather at 2.3 for one year. We got Ian Clark on a one-year contract. Jordan Crawford, like... Man, let's bet the under, man. Let's go all in. It I, is all, oh, yeah. I cannot I'm wait. I'm selling to, my laptop. I cannot wait to bet against this team. Absolutely. Let's go under. Yeah. Whatever the under is. Yeah. I love Tony Allen, uh, Boston. He was a Boston OG. I love the, those Memphis teams, the, the identity they brought. I love that they were one of the few teams still trying to have that like grit and grind defensive mentality in today's NBA, where everyone else is trying to be like the mini warriors. Um, I love that, but um, I don't think in 2017, I, I, I don't love his fit on the Pelicans. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely less high on that particular signing than you. Okay, Sam, I'll embarrass myself first. Yeah. I was way off on Tony Allen. I was right that he averaged 10 points a game. Yeah. But his shooting percentage was 27%. 27, okay. On .8 attempts. Yeah. I don't know why that is better than that. 
It's, it's horrible. Those are all open attempts. Like, that's... Because they're not rough. playing them. They're not there. He's, yeah, as a shooter, yeah. So... But, I mean, his minutes per game were, you know, 27. Like, he, yeah. he, he can fill up some minutes. Like... I mean, the grandfather's he, he, out there. He's getting it done. But he's just not spacing the floor, yeah. To be honest, at this point in the season, all the restricted free agents, they're all people who can eat up minutes. We hear this yeah. term a lot, but, like, you just need people who can just not totally fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> or, or they can plug and play. Like, he's not going to play in the finals, but maybe he can play, you know, maybe he can play a lot of minutes during the season. Yeah. He can give your, your starting point guard some rest. Well, but, that brings me to the one so, of the guys that I think. Also. Yeah, Sam, I, I want to I hear the next guy, but after I just embarrassed myself by being off at least, at least <laughs> 9%. Only 10, only 10, I said yeah, 40, okay, you said yeah. 40, I say 36, you said 36, this is 27, so I was off between 9 and 13 percent there. <laughs> Sam, highest payrolls this season, believe it or not, Cleveland is number one, I think you can mm-hmm. believe that, Golden State is number three, who do you think is number two? Ooh, probably someone, I just embarrassed myself, so... It's probably someone story. real shitty. Do I have to take a shot of whiskey if I get it wrong? I the number are. two highest payroll... I think if you're league. ever off on someone's three-point percentage by more than 10%, you gotta take a shot. <laughs> you gotta take a shot as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would have said maybe the Blazers, but then they, they, they got team. rid of Crab. Um, and uh, the bad team we were just talking about. A mediocre, mediocre team. Mill team. Uh, is yeah. it Memphis? Is it the Memphis Grizzlies? With, uh, Memphis are actually not in the top ten. Oh, really? Okay. That's how the, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, who is it? Miami Heat. The Heat, really? And it's super close to Cleveland. Cleveland already committed for $129 million. Miami, $126 million. They signed a lot of like really mediocre, interchangeable wing players. <laughs> I, had, I, think I, had, I think I had half of their wings. Oh, Kelly, Kelly, Game 7, Kelly is going to get it done. Um, yeah, no, absolutely hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not a big fan of, the, of that Tony Allen move, but... Um, Here's an interesting free agent, one of the guys. And that was great, because that was my like huge, biggest steal this offseason. But for you, for you, it's like 2.3, like, that's an overpay. I had a note down, because we were researching this before he had signed, and my note was, uh, if Tony Allen goes to the Pelicans, that's fucking hilarious. Because that, <laughs> that fucking spacing on that team is ridiculous. This is insane. That's a great note. Okay. Okay, but so... Yeah. So this player, uh, this, this guy's always kind of intrigued me ever since he was uh, coming into his college season. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad. Ooh, I like this. Shabazz a, Muhammad, a blue chipper, a free agent. Yeah, I mean, McDonald's All American. McDonald's All American, throwing uh, throwing himself like self alley oop dunks off the uh, from the half court off the USC. backboard in uh, in, uh, in in high school. Um, this is a guy. Uh, he's twenty four years old. So yeah. This is a guy a year younger. Then he looks older than Greg Oden's dad. Like he looks yeah, so old. He looks so old. He looks so old. But um, this is a guy he like was born with a neck beard. Yeah, who was uh, who was playing? You know, obviously he's you know lost his spot in the rotation in Minnesota, especially with them bringing over Butler. He's behind Butler and Wiggins and, and any other wings that they have over there. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a guy. He's kind of like an old school shooting guard game where he likes to take guys down the post. And he's kind of a bully down low. He's big and at, at twenty four, he's already playing with size down there in the post and bit. I think this is a really intriguing guy. Why, if if you're Brooklyn, why are you not calling his agent? Why are you not looking to pick this guy up? Yeah, this is exactly the kind of player. If you're Brooklyn, you have no draft pick. He's a 24-year-old former. I believe he was a top five pick, maybe maybe number six in the draft. I don't remember exactly where he went. This is exactly the kind of guy that you take a, a flyer on. 
Why not see if Shabazz still has anything in the tank? If he can give you some quality minutes on the wing. Every team in the league needs wings, right? Right. Uh, are we uh, are we just collectively willing to give up on him because he's you know 24 and he hasn't really gotten it done in the last few seasons? I don't know. Like uh, this is a totally guy that I would be looking at uh, if I was a team like the Lakers or like Brooklyn. If I didn't have my draft pick, there's no reason not to take a flyer on a guy like this. Derek Williams can keep getting signed and bouncing around the league as a former high draft pick. You know, um, Thomas Robinson, uh, recently, you know, a, a trailblazer, has, uh, has bounced around the league, these other high draft picks. He's a former high draft pick, 24 years old. Take a flyer on Shabazz. Why not? I feel like Thomas Robinson is the cautionary tale. He bounced around from so many teams. Yeah. When Portland got him, like, holy shit, we got this lottery pick one year after he was drafted. Oh, number two pick, yeah, last year. And then salary dumped him to the Nets. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing. I think... But I, actually, I, I love Shabazz. I, I think, yeah, you, you're right. This is the perfect flyer. This is like, he's 24. So here, here's the question, because this is so obvious. We both agree so much. Neither of us like Shabazz. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Neither of us think he's a great player. But he's 24. 24 is younger than Kyrie. Why would you not take a flyer on him? So this, this begs the question. What is his asking price? Because yeah. I don't think it's like no one's offering him a, a, a one-year minimum contract, mm-hmm. like a, a one-year flyer. I don't think that's what's happening. I think this dude has been a stud forever. Mm-hmm. This is a high school. He was a boss. Like yeah. he was McDonald's arm All-American. He was a beast at USC. He actually got suspended for his first couple of games for accepting illegal donations and yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to see mm-hmm. Flea from uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers had a huge campaign about free Shabazz it was this whole big deal like he was a he was a mega star like we're talking yeah. like number one most famous person in his class yeah so you know what comes with that is an ego like he's built up his whole life he's always been Certainly. the best yeah. he, he hasn't gotten the minutes there you know is he asking too much, or Maybe, is, is, yeah. there, is there is there no team that's offering? What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it could be. I know that um, you have to be in the room with these guys when you see like that. But just uh, I mean, just his age, twenty four. I was blown away that he's younger than Kyrie. Uh, so I think he's a guy that I had high on my list because I'd be super interested to see him. Um, so where would you like to see him go? I'd like to see him go to one of those teams, like a Lakers or a Brooklyn, a, a team that can give him a lot of minutes and has is trying to win. And it, those, are the, those are the kind of guys I feel like you take a shot at. Like, you know, why not? If you're Brooklyn, why not take a shot at, at, at Shabazz and see if there's anything in the tank? Do you think any contenders could use him? Or do you think he's just too far down on the bench? I think that, I mean, how would the contenders... I mean, if, if a contender was going to use him, why not stay in, uh, in Minnesota, even though they're not necessarily contenders? Why not stay, uh, you know, under Thibodeau? get some minutes at the backup, you know, and, and keep pushing it there. I think that, uh, um, I don't think the contenders are looking at him. Um, what, and what contender would you say is really in need of a, of a good wing player? Well, like you said, every team can use more depth the wing. Yeah, the wing, I mean, a wing who can defend and I think shoot. Houston would be interesting. That'd be an interesting team to pick him up, yeah. I mean, they have, like, Ariza there, but, like, I think he'd be a pretty decent backup with yeah. upside, you know, like, mm-hmm. and a guy who can steal some minutes. And a guy who could get better. Like, that's, yeah. that's so important. If you're not one of the top-tier teams, which mm-hmm. Houston might be, you need to look at guys who could get better. If you're just yeah. signing a, like, 
you know you're getting like Roy Hibbert like yeah. I'm getting a, a tall dude who can't move yeah. or do anything <laughs> but he's, he's, he's got some decent rim protection but nothing else like there's not really much upside and you're kind of you're kind of like predetermining your season before it starts by signing these kind of players but Shabazz Muhammad like I, I still like to fly around him and that's yeah well, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not yeah, take a take a go at it. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So my my next uh, interesting free agent is kind of the opposite of Shabazz Muhammad. Mm-hmm. This is an older guy. He's thirty four. Mm-hmm. He was once considered better than Chris Paul. He'll always be compared to Chris Paul. We thought, but then he kind of <laughs> fell off a little bit. It's Darren Williams. He is yes. still unsigned. And we're not not really sure. I did a little research today. I was trying to figure out if any teams have worked him out, and they haven't. Mm-hmm. What I could find. So I don't know if this is by choice, if he's going to cherry pick, wait till December, then join a team. Chase a ring. Something that, like that's that. probably my, my guess is he's not going to want to play a full season. <laughs> but last year he averaged 11 points a game, and he averaged 28 minutes per game for Cleveland. Like, he ate up minutes. Like, he was a great playmaker. It was perfect for that team. They great. Had, as, as great as Tony Allen, the <laughs> three-point shooter. <laughs> the same level. The exact same. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I know we have a great podcast. Matt's <laughs> 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 ready to throw that out. Um, he, he's a guy who, who can who can come in and, and make plays. Yeah. And you might be able to get him for the minimum. Mm-hmm. Or not much more. Maybe a, a Tony Allen type contract. I think he's like a mid to late season ring chase type of guy. I saw the, the um, article we were looking at talking about the remaining free agents said, Deron Williams, the best... The best fit for him would be the Utah Jazz. And this paragraph made me really, really excited. It says, well, if you look at the Utah Jazz right now, they've got Ricky Rubio at the point, and Joe Ingles can play a little bit of point forward. But beyond that, they need some more help. I was like, I cannot wait to bet against Utah. Wow, Holy shit. <laughs> when your second Joe best point, forward point forward option is the Joe Ingles point forward experiment, I am so excited to bet money against them. What? Give me the under, whatever you said of that. I cannot wait for that. That's fantastic. That's going to be rough. Um, I, do you think that the Rons, you know, this, points per game was because he's still got flashes and he can still can throw it out or do you think that says more about the Cleveland Cavaliers point guard depth last year because Jesus I think he still got flashes like he, he and Rose like yeah. these, these players are not good but they were like MVP candidates they were all stars just just five years ago I feel you like know, you're, doing, you're doing like the ago. Doc Rivers general manager move right now where you get anyone who was good in 2005 you want to sign up get Tony Allen and Deron Williams on your team. we're also talking about unrestricted free agents True, on yeah. September 12th so we're, yeah. we're scraping the barrel here. It's very thin, but it's very thin. And, and I'm thinking for contenders. I'm not talking about like a team who needs a new starting point guard. That's like, fair, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying Atlanta. They're definitely taking a different Atlanta angle, should yeah. trade Schroeder and then make Darren Williams their starter. Yeah. I'm saying this guy, I mean, Golden State, holy shit. They have, they have embarrassment of riches already, but there's a lot of other teams that could use What about San Antonio Spurs? Yeah, absolutely. Tony Parker, you never know like, uh, how he's going to be from year to year. So I can't think be of a contender besides him. Boston that couldn't use him. Yeah. Boston you know who you know, could really use it? Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Jesus Christ. Isaiah Thomas, man. Well, let's do a quick a Sam Yarbs two-minute monologue on the Isaiah Thomas injury. Isaiah How Th- bad do you think it's going to be? How much do you think it played in the trade? Come on, Sam. You're the biggest Celtics fan I know. What do you think about that? Well, I have, first of all, I have no idea how bad it's going to be, and it's really weird because. Um, but it's in, getting in worse. Yeah. Sense, it's getting worse. It seems that way, uh, the but then, diagnosis. but then other, you know, then Isaiah said talking about is is coming right back, and obviously the player is going to feel that confidence. But I was reading an article recently saying that like, 
that you know with the hip injuries the nature of that of that tear that he has it could be something where it wasn't even is something that even preceded the Carl Anthony Towns falling on that it might have been something for you it might have been something like congenital just like the way his body is built might have a significant flaw in his hip that has just always been there and is aggravated and he constantly has been playing through this kind of pain so like it, it's it's one of the most confusing injuries I think I've ever I've ever read about you know um, you know it's the same injury that Johnny Flynn had and obviously uh, you know led was one of the factors leading to his departure from the <laughs> I league. I saw that too. Where it's did we, where did we both hear that? But I think that? hearing about that hip injury and, and this point's been made is it, 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 it you re- you kind of realize that that trade uh, which you know people came out and everyone was praising the Cleveland Cavaliers for killing it and how could Boston give us this much? You realize oh shit Isaiah is a huge question mark. You realize that that that's a that's the trade for the Brooklyn pick. That's why um, my first text to you was, man, both teams won this. Like, Cleveland got a lot, yeah, but, like, yeah. so did Boston. Because yeah. they, I, I really believe the greatest thing, that, that's great, but you also got off Isaiah. Off Thomas. Isaiah. We I, got I, I, out of the potential, as what, what his situation was going to be. All, all of our listeners, we've all worked at a job too long because we like our boss a little bit too much. We've all dated a girl a little bit too long because we just, we can't. We can't get away from it. And they did so much for us. They were so nice. The boss hired us. The girlfriend fucked us. Like, it was so great. Like, how, how can we get off of them? And, and Isaiah did so much for Boston. Yeah. You, you almost feel obligated. If you can just remove yourself from the situation, you've got to do it. Because yeah. Isaiah Thomas now is an is a, is a injury risk. Yeah. Paying him five year max or whatever five years twenty you know twenty million a year. He's an injury risk max player who's not on the timeline of our of our youngsters. You know, smash of, cut of, of to Hayward. giving a a Boston pick just to salary dump him in two years. Like you know, I mean, like it's it was gonna be like that. So yeah. I think I think it's still a great trade. I think I mean, but now it's even better. I think it's great. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. I I mean yeah. I, I love it. Everything you did for us, but we traded him to the fucking the best. You know. The best player in the world on this team, you know. Uh, we'll see Durant and LeBron are going to go head-to-head this year for best player in the world title. It might be a changing of the guard year, but anyway. Um, Ooh, that's interesting. Changing of the guard. Might be. Might be that one year, the passing of the torch. Let's get wow. back to the uh, the free agents right here. Um, uh, here's my pick for the absolute worst fit I've seen suggested. Uh, Monte Ellis. I thought you were Tony Allen. Well, Tony, Tony Allen in the Pelicans is the second worst. The the first worst fit was somebody saying that the uh, Monte Ellis uh, should go to... Charlotte. The Charlotte Hornets need to pick up Monte Ellis. So you've drafted, somehow, Malik Monk fell to you mm. late in the draft. You picked Malik Monk. Isn't Monte Ellis Malik Monk's worst-case scenario? Isn't that like the worst? If, if Malik Monk becomes Monte Ellis, isn't that the worst case for, for Malik Monk? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Malik's a gunner, like... Like uh, Monte, but at least Malik has three point range. You know, Monte is a jump shot gunner. He's like. a jump shot gunner. Yeah, he's like a yeah. He's like a, that weird middle mid two thousand era, where it's just like, yeah, the the rules we hadn't figured out the rule changes yet. We still a, thought long two time machine really good player. shots. Yeah, <laughs> he just got dropped in the wrong generation. Like. Yeah, he's like he shoots above average on long two pointers, but the, the least efficient shot in the game and things like that. Yeah, it's just he's a he's a he's a he's definitely a relic from a, from another era of the game and just the guy you don't want Malik Monk to be so why would you get that guy on your yeah. team you know so like yeah I don't know so yeah put, put their lockers next to each other yeah, yeah, yeah. hey Monte I want to be just like you yeah like no get Monk away from him no so yeah Monte and Charlotte I think would be the, the, the worst the worst possible scenario for him where do you see Monte landing China China 
I think this kind of player is just not not valuable in in the NBA. Yeah. In 2017, I think everyone knows you're just empty calories. Mm. You, you can just chuck it up on a bad team. No team. I, that, no team that'd be interested in having like a spark plug off the bench type guy. He's too old to be like. To be, you know, like the Shabazz type, take a flyer on him, you know. Like, I don't see a Brooklyn or a Lakers doesn't fit into any sort of development plan they have. The other teams that are trying to lose aren't going to sign him because he'll probably score too many points and end up accidentally winning you games against Brooklyn. <laughs> and then, you know, fucks over your, your, your lottery chances. Uh, so you're looking at, like, mid-tier contenders. Are there any... Detroit, the Pistons, is there any interest there, you think, in having a gunner, a guy who can I, just fill it up a little bit? I actually bit? like that, because they're a defensive-minded team, they might need some points. The guy off the bench, and a little instant offense, is he just like the, uh, is he like a, a poor man's Jamal Crawford now? Like Super poor man's. <laughs> Oof. Monte. Like Indian homeless version of this guy. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> to be honest, like, you know, you see a lot of people like Alton Brand, he got signed by... Philadelphia last year, the year before, to kind of a, a weird contract, but it's because he he's defensive minded, he's always gonna pass, and he's a good locker room guy. Yeah. And Monte Ellis, I don't know about his locker room guy status. Before he had a lot of swagger and carried some baggage, but he is not pass first, and he's not defensive minded. Yeah. Why would you bring that around your young talent? Like that's yeah. why I think he can go to China, light it up, score twenty eight a game, win the MVP. Yeah. But like. I mean, Jimmer Fredette won the MVP last year. I feel like Monte could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think when you're looking at, like, the end of your bench, the guys who probably aren't going to play, that's, that's kind of who we're talking about now. Yeah. There's some unrestricted free agents who are a little more, yeah. a little more potential, but you need guys that are going to be either glue guys or good locker room guys, yeah. or just they're defensive-minded and pass-first-minded. Yeah. So even if the real plus-minus is the same between Monte Ellis mm-hmm. and an Elton Brand. You're getting an old guy to teach the young guys good habits. Yeah. Teaching them to chuck. Yeah. To run and gun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Monte, yeah, Monte, an interesting, uh, interesting free agent. Um, uh, a couple of just looking at the, what do you think about the uh, Jamichael Green situation? This guy remaining unsigned at this day. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you thought? Do you have any Jamichael Green thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, you gotta start with Nerlens Noel. I never thought he would sign the, the tender for $4.1 million and then next year go unrestricted. That's insane. I can't yeah. believe he did that. And it looks like Jermichael Green is kind of going down the same route yeah. where he's not interested in in whatever Memphis is offering yeah. and he's willing to bet on himself, yeah. which is pretty ballsy because... And I, th- I think it's really stupid. It's not about maximizing your money. When you're poor, you got to maximize your money. Mm-hmm. If you can choose between four point one. And then possibly two hundred million dollars down the road, yeah. or just sixty million and lock it up. Yeah, you choose the sixty million every time. Like, yeah, how could you not? Even if you miss out on the two hundred million, like the difference between making sixty million dollars in your NBA career and two hundred million is not that significant. Mm-hmm. The difference between making eight and sixty is huge because you know you got taxes. That's fair. And manager, like, That's like, fair. like, get that first check, man. Your next check can be. That max yeah, contract yeah. hold out for whatever, but I would take whatever Memphis is offering. I will say, I, I feel like I feel like Jermichael had a little bit more. I feel like he's in a little bit better spot than than Noel. First really? of all, Noel Noel was you know like seventy million. Like we we talked about this. I think we broke this down on one of our last podcast yeah. about how much he they, would they need they to make on his next contract yeah, yeah. to make up for. I was so, in pockets. You guys should listen. To that yeah, just in the one year, right? You know, he's turned. He's, he's lost 
about 13 million just in that one year. So how much he'd have to make over that 70 million over his potential next contract just to make up for this one year of loss is huge. It's crazy, and um, and he's betting big on himself. And in 2017, he's a he's a rim rim running rim protector. Uh, certainly has a role in the NBA, but I don't know as, no as a match player. Yeah. Whereas Jamichael draws those Draymond comparisons. He is certainly you know not demonstrated yet. Put it all together in the Draymond. But if he could put together, he's rangy. If he could put together a rangy uh, small ball five type center uh, season, and he could and he could start show, start showing some more flashes from the outside, filling it up. Um, there's an interesting potential right there where he, where maybe a team could talk themselves into. I mean, he's betting on himself and he's betting big, but I can see, I can see Jermichael Green getting a max contract more easily than I can see Nerlens Noel, hmm. um, despite you know the, the fact that he hasn't quite proved it yet. Uh, he's he's got he's got he's got interesting upside I think, and the fact that he was turning down a sixty million dollar offer again, just okay, break it down by the years. So how much money was he sacrificing for this one year? In term, he needs to make less over that next contract to make up what he turned down than Noel does. But how much of it is just ego, where like you're like, Man, I'm a max player. Mm. And the team's like, Nah, we'll give you half the max, and you're like, and you just get stubborn and you say like, yeah. I'm gonna bet on myself because if I'm right, I'm gonna make seven million dollars more. Yeah. But if I'm wrong, I'm gonna make seventy-five million dollars less. Like. Yeah. Like, how much of it is just actual ego? Because, you know, I mean, they're all like, they're all, they're not set. They think they're all set. Mm-hmm. But they've all had this life of like, they've all been stars since mm-hmm. grade A and they've all just been, been studs and getting the girls and getting, yeah. getting whatever under the table checks and then getting mm-hmm. real NBA checks and then getting the endorsements and flying first class and flying private. And then... And performing well in the NBA, like they perform well, and they look around and say, like, "This is my level. I should get paid this." But like, yeah. I mean, do you think they need a little bit of humility? Like, I don't know, man. I mean, that's for me. That's an impossible situation to put yourself in, man. You gotta imagine, you know. At the same time, they're they're paying it's agents, so they're easy. paying taxes, they're paying insurance. Um, you know, those 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 big contracts, whatever, like that might, you know, they obviously take a hit, and, the, and you you gotta go out. You have a you have a limited time frame on this earth, to earn as much money as possible and you've built you've given everything in your life towards the pursuit of maximizing those particular skills you're gonna i mean there's got to be some incentive to maximize it you know so uh and i feel like again they're one year offers so even even if you know that if the next offer isn't as big you you hope to recoup at least some of what you'd left on the table either way i feel like Netherlands feels like either way next year that four year 70 million will still be there so Whew. I don't know if that's true for Nerlens, but I feel like sixty million will be there for Jamichael if he yeah, has a good season. That's a great point. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, pushing back and stuff. Anyway, uh, one last point on free agents that I want to get. Do you have another free agent that you want to talk about? No. What do you got? One last point on free agents I want to talk about is, uh, is it, it just emphasized that if there is uh, the most marketable skill in the NBA right now is shooting. If you look at the list of people at who are still position, free agents, every position. At every position. The free agents who are still available on the whole, there are no knockdown shooters. Dante Cunningham shot okay as a little stretch for potential. Uh, Miritich out of Chicago Ooh, is theoretically a good shooter. I do have one more guy to talk yeah, about. Yeah, Miritich. You like Miritich? He's a stud, dude. This guy's a starter. This guy's a top three player in the NBA. Mir- for a team. I like got a, a top three on a contending team. He's a t- 
yeah, yeah, on a contending yeah. team. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So what, who would you call man. a contending team? Let's break this down. I want to get into this a little bit. Who is a contending team? I mean, the top five seeds from each each conference. Okay. That's a generous teams. definition of contention, but I'll allow it. I'll allow that. So, well, on the East, that's fucking everyone then. All right, that's fine. Okay, so the East is like Orlando Magic. Like, like, Mirotic uh, has amazing real plus minus minutes. Like, he is mm-hmm. crafty. His shooting has struggled, but people think it's going to get there. But he's, his defense, his assisting, he's just him being on the court, like his awareness mm-hmm. makes everyone around him better. Like, his real plus minus stats are really actually very high. ESPN today had their. Uh, Top 100 NBA player, and he was like 75. Number seven. That's that's interesting. I I'm less high on Miritich, really? and it's not. This isn't a numbers thing. Yeah, I you know I you've obviously looked in the numbers, got his numbers. This is for me. I haven't looked into his numbers. For me, this is just an eye test thing. Um, you know, he's one of those guys. He's got a big beard because it looks like he has a really weak chin. You know, it looks yeah. like he looks like that. I don't know. Uh, he to me Tough like it up with the beard. Yeah, to me, you know, he's he's a, he's a nominal stretch four. But uh, he reminds me a little bit of like the, the, the Laurie Markkinen argument. We're like, okay, yeah, you're a great shooter and you're tall, but you don't do the other things a tall guy is supposed to do. So you're kind of just a great shooter, you know? Um, I don't know. Uh, great shooters, great, especially great white tall shooters have gotten paid very well throughout the course of NBA history. Uh, Chris, Chris Ander- uh, not Chris, Ryan Anderson being uh, foremost among them. Um, I, still, I, I still would say I'd like to see him in green. I'd like, I, really, I think Boston needs a stretch for uh, I'd like to see him there, um, and he he is probably the best shooter theoretically remaining on this restricted uh, on this agent uh, free agency list. I think so too. What do you think Chicago is offering him? I, I haven't seen anything about that. I have no I have no idea what they're offering him. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think they, I mean, do last year like... it's interesting. They had a log jam at the forward spots. Remember two years ago they had this kind of big debate about uh, they they had they had Noah and. Um, Taj Gibson, Miritich, and um, Fabricio. Uh, was it Fabricio? Fabricio. I don't know who Fabricio was. There's one. There's one of their like rotation four. <laughs> now they're starting center. He's now their starting center. Excellent. Yeah. Their Chicago. Team, this team is tanking. Chicago's being miserable. Anyway, the, the, Cristiano the, Fabricio. The main point I wanted to make about the free agents is that it just emphasizes how important shooting is because when you look at the guys who are still available, <laughs> for the most part, I'd say ninety percent of them, they're they can they have NBA skills, but shooting is not one of their peak NBA skills. And what's crazy is Miritich's numbers shooting wise are not that good everyone mm-hmm. agrees he's a great shooter for yeah. some reason like i don't know because yeah. he's spanish yeah. I, I don't understand why this is but his shooting numbers are not good it's like he shoots, he, he shoots as well as uh, as ben simmons passes in the nba all <laughs> hypothetical all completely fucking theoretical uh yeah just if his shot really just good. if it just bounced in then he'd be a great shooter what would you if you uh whose nba game who would you compare yourself to what would you if you had to pick an NBA analog, who would be your NBA? I think analog it's Tristan Thompson. Tristan I, Thompson. I dominate the boards. Yeah, just hit, use and vacuum I, the boards and that, shoot with your it. wrong hand. <laughs> shoot with my wrong hand. Sprain my ankle left and right. <laughs> nice, no, no, no. But so, if I had to put the number four years, fifty million dollars, mm-hmm. that's what Chicago offers Miritich. Would you say it's over or under? Let's I don't know. If it's four years. I don't know if they're. Uh, I think they might have soured on him. I don't know if that. that I think they have too. Them, yeah. I like. I think they're. I also think they're tanking really hard. Yeah. Super. Su- hard. Super hard tanking, and 
<laughs> they're offering a really shitty contract for that. Yeah. You want to come here, and your contract is so good we can trade you. Yeah. Or you'll just leave because you're gonna make our team better. Yeah, make our team so, better. Yeah. Cool. Interesting, interesting point. And you know, with marketing there, obviously, if they're really trying to be bad, they're probably gonna try to open up time for marketing. And that's the tall white guy you want standing by the three-point line. And two of those guys, I don't know if that, if it makes sense. So. Um, Marketing's grown out his beard. I saw his first hair yesterday. Is oh, came in strong. Oh jeez, he ripped it up in Eurobasket, eh? Everyone's Dude, Finland was looking pretty good. Looking sick. The Finns. He actually looked horrible. I saw this Vine <laughs> or this uh, Twitter clip. He uh, he took the game-winning shot, and he caught the ball between the it was on the left-hand side. He caught it between the free throw line and the three-point line. Mm. He ran three steps back, like he caught it and he just dribbled as fast as he could to the three-point line. Ray Allen game chucked up game winner, just completely just chucked it off the side of the rim and sprained his ankle on the same play and had to get helped off. He just totally bricked the last shot and got injured. Young like, wow. Laurie getting the dunk. Young Laurie, yes. All right. Well, I think we had no time for tampering. Yeah, we went long on this guy. That's beautiful. One. All right, cheers, guys. Uh, this is it for Dunk You Very Much. We're coming back at you. A little sneak peek at our next pod. We're going to talk uh, about NBA lot. lottery reform. We're going to talk about tampering. But we got, we got some about... fresh takes. We're not just talking about, like, we're not regurgitating here. Well, it's going to be fresh. Fresh out the other man. We're coming at you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you very much. We'll catch you next time. Peace.